On this episode of Monday to Monday, we check in with Big Hef. We talk about breaking records, breaking artists, moving around the country. Basically, if you're trying to push a new song, tune in. This is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. So where you at right now, man? Cleveland, Ohio. Heart of the well, I, I would say the heart of the Midwest, but I know Chicago is. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Cleveland, Ohio is is actually the sun just came out, so I'm feeling good. Hell yeah, the sun's reflecting off all those plaques. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot of uh, years of hard work and dedication, and I feel like all the awards are starting to come in. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. For everyone like tuning in. Like, just do, like, a real quick, like, 15-second intro, like, if you can, break it down to 15, but just, you know, just basic bones, like, who you are, because we're about to go into it, but just real quick. Uh, Quincy Big Hef Taylor, man, uh, Midwest representative of Def Jam and 300 Records and um, music enthusiast, if that's good enough. That's great. Yeah, so, you know, we're talking to Big Hef here. Like, when you say you're connected to the labels, like, what all goes into that with Def Jam and 300? Um, doing more like artist development and promotions and marketing. Uh, a couple years ago, I got a chance to start my own imprint label called Capital Structure, and I did a joint venture with RCA. So, you know, I, I just say like I do what's needed for the teams that, that need me. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I might be doing radio promotions. Sometimes I might be uh, doing promo tours you know anything that's needed to help the artists become successful because a lot of them need different coaching i love that yeah okay hell yeah and then what's crazy is um like you said you're in cleveland but we met in detroit like detroit's the second home man like i've been going to detroit since like the shady records days so i used to be heavy like with m d12 ob trice that whole movement coming out of detroit so Fast forward to now in the new Detroit sound with like Icewear, Vezo, T Grizzly, um, Cash Doll, et cetera. Like I've been a part of it and just hoping to grow as well. So I'm, I'm happy to still be a part of T Grizzly's career and, you know, just making some good stuff happen. Yeah, man. No, that, that's a beautiful thing. And I know you're part of the Nerve DJs, VP, right? Yeah, VP and the Nerve DJs. We got 2,500 DJs all around the country. And, you know, like the whole moral of it is just breaking new records and breaking new artists. And it gives me a support system anytime, like I have a new artist. And, you know, if I can get three to 400 DJs playing that record, then I think I can create a movement with it. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. And for everyone watching or listening, like, you've won awards, like Living Legend, Lifetime Achievement, like, you know, you've been in the game, man, and you've you've like got got a lot of recognition and achieved a lot. And like how you just said, like you work with a bunch of DJs who could move records. Like I wanted to ask you specifically, man, because a lot of people who watch and listen to this are like starting out or trying to figure it out. So like what what's one thing you learned, like one lesson you learned trying to break a song? Uh, there's no. uh there's no right and wrong way. And then you can't duplicate the exact formula for every person. So, you know, different artists have different demos and they would, you know, to try to reach their, their, their fans. So 
uh, you know, don't get don't get stuck in one thing. I think that's a, a lot of the older guys. They get stuck in the way that happened in the past where, you know, we only had like two or three platforms, but now we have like 10 to 12 platforms that you can really break an artist on. So no matter if it's TikTok or if it's Snapchat or, or you know, if it's Pandora or whatever, we just need to get some champions behind it and we can build a story on them outside of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So get some champions and then build the story. I like that. I like that. Cause I tell people all the time, you got to, you got to find the people who believe in you and kind of cater to them a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, I like artists just need to connect with something. And then, like I said, you could build a story around it, you know? So if I, you know, if I tell them I, I'm talking to Mike, big Mike from St. Louis off the Gary V show, then I can go to talk to uh, the source in double XL now. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, no, man. What you just said is like unlocking a code though. You know what I mean? Like you said it real quick and real easy, but connecting, building your story off what works, that's yeah. genius, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on like, I always say like nowadays we sell stories instead of selling music. So if people buy into your story, then that, you know, they'll buy a t-shirt, they'll buy some music, they'll come buy a concert ticket, the whole nine. So they become a really supportive of you and your whole movement. Would you say, cause I agree with you. Would you say, that you could have hot song like so hot but if 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 you if people don't know what neighborhood you're from or what city you're from like that's a that's a red flag right yeah i mean you know what like with today's streaming society they it, it sometimes it doesn't matter but for the longevity of the artist like there's going to be certain people that go check out chicago music there's going to be certain people that go check out what's happening in New York. So you just got to figure out like, kind of like which, what's the balance and how you can connect with them, with them people. So, and it's really easy because they're giving you all the analytics. Like these are your top five, these are your top 10 streaming markets. So this is where you need to kind of concentrate at. Yeah. You know, it's refreshing to talk to you, man, because, uh, you just have so much like experience, you know, and that's what I, that's what I value most is experience. And what you're saying is so true because the way I think about it sometimes is like, just imagine you're selling anything. You, like the people who are buying it from you, they're the people you need to talk to. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. It, it's been so many stories where, you know, if I start working with a new artist and they'll just tell me like everything they didn't want to do and I'll just have to put it in kind of like a simplistic format that, hey, we need to do this promo run. We need to do these press outlets just so we can have some people that's going to support them throughout their career. Yeah. have you? Do you have any stories about being close to like one of these artists um, and kind of going on one of those runs with them and any fun story you could share about someone who like we'd all know, you know what I mean? Like any big, any big time person that you were around at the beginning when you kind of like saw that first little in-store in Kentucky or something? Um, You know what? I mean, I probably have to bring it back to T Grizzly, just starting off with, with, with him. And, you know, that's when first day out was out. Uh, a lot of people didn't, they didn't have a face with a name or they just knew the song. So 
we did high schools in Indianapolis. We did uh, a DJ meet and greet in Chicago. Like, so we did a little bit of everything possible just so he can have a brand with his name. So no matter if it was that record or, you know, here we are four albums deep or four mixtapes later, he's still putting out the same type of stuff and, and still bringing the same numbers in without a big record on radio. I see. And you think like when you guys did those in stores and high schools and everything, what's the draw? You know what I mean? Like, like what is the draw? You know what I mean? Like if he is first day out, but no one really knows him, like, are you just drawing people off the strength of the song or like, what, what were you guys doing to get people to show up? Well, you know, uh, I think like with a lot of lifestyle locations, a lot of people don't utilize them anymore, but they have a, a, a consistent customer fan base as well. So they send out like text alerts. They send out certain things like if you're at DTLR or Villa or whatever it is, they'll send out text alerts to their, their loyal customers and they'll bring those people in to meet T Grizzly or if it's Megan Thee Stallion or whatever. And now, you know, if you bring 10, 20 influencers in each market and they share that on their social media, now you got something right there. That's true. Yeah. It all goes back to what you said, man. You got to find who who's like believing with you and utilize it. You know, if, if, if the store, if whatever store it is, lifestyle, record store, clothing store, whatever, if they believe, utilize it, build, be yeah. authentic. Yeah, because we would go like, you know, we go to like some high schools and stuff and there's like four or five hundred kids. But imagine four or five hundred kids sharing your stuff to all their friends. And, you know, now you're utilizing their social media platform to, to talk about yourself. So it's, it's always a good experience. Oh, yeah, that's a gem. That's a gem. And see, the, a lot of the people who listen to the podcast and watch videos like this, mm -hmm. they hear stuff like that, you know, because it, it connects a lot of dots, man. Yeah. Um, I got to ask you, in your opinion, because, um, you know, to be real, it could go either way. But in your opinion, how important is being humble? Like when it comes down to like respect for people, you know, as an artist, you know what I'm saying? I think it's everything, bro. Like it's everything. It's like, you know, a lot of people being humble keeps you there. It keeps you in the conversation. It makes people want to work with you. It makes people want to go out of their way to help you out. So now if it's a club promoter, hey, the guy was nice to me. He was good people. He he showed up on time, et cetera. I might want to book him again. So that's another fifteen to 20,000. Or, you know, if that record uh, promoter or that radio jock, you know, when it comes to new music and he sees your name, you know, that builds a relationship and they're going to recommend that your record get added into rotation. So you got to, you got to be humble. You got to uh, be willing to work. And, you know, sometimes the craziest thing, you just got to say, thank you. Hmm. A lot of people don't do that. That's real. Yeah. You're so right, man. I, you know, I agree. You know, some people might, want to argue us on that but i agree and and uh i even manage a producer richie south in atlanta and when i met him one of the first things that caught my attention was how humble he was you know and i was like i could work with someone like that you know what i'm saying because like like how you said it's like when you go through life and you meet people you don't have to be ashamed or quiet but you just got to be respectful and humble in a sense that like everyone's a person you know like don't be a jerk right so it's like that's how you get ahead by, by people wanting to work with you. 
Yeah, definitely. You got to be uh, somebody has to want to work with you. So I anytime I meet somebody, anytime I'm going to an event, you know, I just introduce myself. Hey, man, hopefully we can connect with you down the line or there's other things possibly do so you know i just think that that's like that's super important as far as getting yourself to the next level so getting into like the second phase of your career so you know i think it goes in like different phases where you're a new artist uh i believe in the rule of three so first time is the introduction second time is the oh and then third time you have a, a good relationship where you guys can talk business do things and they know that you might be a consistent person that might be around for the next five or 10 years. So anytime I'm at, like at the double XL freshman event or something like that, I'm like, Hey, these guys are going to be around for the next five or seven years. So, you know, these are the guys you got to really kind of look out for and, and build a relationship with. Cause you're going to see each other at the same shows, same events, all kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a small industry in a lot of ways, you know, and what else What you know, what else is cool is that what, what some people who work in the music industry don't understand is that there's a lot of people like me across the country and there's a lot of people like you across the country. And when yeah. I say a lot, I just mean multiples. Right. And like we all should kind of find each other like we're all doing the same act, which is like raising up awareness around deserving artists, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, they always call them like dot connectors now, but yeah, you should definitely, you know, if I'm in LA, I'm definitely going to try to tap in with the LA leakers and dash radio and things of that nature. So I, I believe in like, you have to raise awareness for artists. And then once they're on your platform, then, you know, your fan base might tap in with them or follow them or like their music or, you know, they might say something that connects with their life. Uh, you know, you might be, uh, just say somebody in your family may have got COVID or somebody, you know, like we've all went through different hardships. So somebody might be locked up or whatever. And the young artists or the young fans out there, they're trying to identify with something like that more than, you know, everybody can buy a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or Ferrari or Lambo. So that's something that they more or less can connect with. Yeah, man, that's real. So I want to ask you, what artist taught you something like what's an example it could be t grizzly again it could be d12 it could be it could be anyone it could be someone we never even heard of but just what's an example of some sometime you're around an artist and you learn something from the artist a lot you know because they had like there's different strategies i guess for the different eras of music so like one of the things that i um like even with megan or maybe even t grizzly like they put their, their projects together a certain way. So it appeals to certain different audiences. So some people might be a sneaker head. So they're going to make a couple of references about sneaker T Grizzly's a gamer. So he's making references about call of duty and all kind of other gaming stuff that like, if you're in that community or in that world, then people are going to gravitate towards it. And, um, you know, and then there's certain artists that are like now that are certain big streaming artists, but they not might be, global artist or radio artist, you know, so you can put together your records in a certain different way. So you achieve like the maximum results out of each project. Interesting. So you've been around when they were putting together the track list, you've been around when they were like, like thinking about it in a way to like, who's this going to reach? Yeah. So, you know, like I've been 
around I've done the studio sessions, the late nights, the early morning flights, the going to different cities, all of that good stuff. So, you know, you kind of get a chance to see like from the beginning to the end of a project and then seeing the results of it. So if they're projected to do 30,000 or 50,000 units the first week or 100,000 units the first week, it's good to just see that whole process unfold because, you know, every artist is different. And this is, you know, even though you might just see it just floating across your screen or whatever, that's, you know, this is their life. You know, this is the way they feed their family to keep their lifestyle going or whatever. But it's amazing the way people do put together projects for sure. I love that. All right, man. Last question for you today, because we got to do this again, bro. But last, yeah. last question for today. Um, what advice would you give to like the young artist you know, the young guy or girl that's watching this or listening and they want to, they want to, they want people to hear their song, you know, like what, what advice would you give them? Make a song that's true to you and it'll take care of you for the rest of your life. So you don't have to kind of format it into what you think is popular today because your pain, your story is your own story and it'll identify with somebody. It'll connect with somebody, but find you a good manager I, I believe in team so I, I think if you find you a good team that's going to support you talk about you y'all you all have the same goal one focus then you can go far you can't do everything by yourself like you know that being at 300 it was it's really like teamwork teamwork you know like together we can get the artists to do stuff certain things that they might not want to do we can get records moving we can get merch moving etc so it's just like find you a good team and it, i think it really starts off with like a, having a good manager that's going to help facilitate your ideas your dream you know to the rest of the world i love that man yeah and you know what's funny is almost every time i talk to someone they say the same thing about a team it's all about the team you know what i mean you got to have the right people around you i, I learned that like i was really like in the, in the early or mid 2000s, I really just started to, um, I really got into like the Houston movement. So like Slim Thug, Swisher House, there were like two like iconic people that came from the South, from the Houston area, but they had their stuff like as an independent label and going into a major label system, they had their stuff so organized that everyone had a job and every, and it was just all a team effort. So that, kind of stuck with me and then just seeing like different artists win you see the same type of energy the same type of format so you know you have to have a team so like i believe in team um you know and i think steve lobel said it. steve said you know together everyone achieves more and i it just, just stuck with me like over the last 10 years real crazy i love that <laughs> right, well, yo, like i said we're gonna do this again man maybe maybe we do this next month yeah, yeah. I was gonna say let's have a monthly uh, industry talk, you know, a monthly or something like that, where we go over different topics for these artists and stuff. I love it, bro. Well, yo, thanks for your, uh, thanks for doing this. You know, thanks for your time. And uh, Gary V sends his love. You gotta come to the office in New York. So we'll talk soon. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time. All right, have a good day. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Monday to Monday. Reach out to us on Instagram at one 
8.37 p.m. or at Mike Boyd Jr. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.